712 Francis Whalen Thurston. People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos is brought to you by BunnySlippers.com and FoundItemClothing.com. Hey, Australia, New Zealand, and anywhere that is Chile right now. Keep your feet warm and cute this winter with some Cthulhu slippers from BunnySlippers.com. And get your favorite screen-accurate shirts from your favorite films from FoundItemClothing.com. Uh, just to interject something right here, uh, yeah. Sarah... Uh, this is just to let you know that bunnyslippers.com can be bought year-round at <gasps> bunnyslippers.com. It doesn't have to be winter Ooh, in your hemisphere. Nice. You can buy bunny slippers from bunnyslippers.com. Well, soon. Cthulhu slippers uh-huh. from cthuluslippers.com. I mean bunnyslippers.com. You can buy all that stuff all year-round. Same thing with founditemclothing.com. doesn't matter where you live. Uh-huh. It is only your style that matters. <laughs> Did you know that uh, this episode was written and edited by... Daniel Spitzer, and the audio is performed by Seraphie and Daniel Spitzer. Music by Kevin McLeod. PGTTCM is also part of the Dark Myths Collective. Learn more at darkmyths.org. Welcome to the People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. Welcome to the People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. We are engaged in an ongoing discussion of the Cthulhu Mythos and its timeline regarding Earth. To be a part of it, contact us at pgttcm at gmail.com or join us on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for PGTTCM. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe to PGTTCM at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Podbean, that's a good one. Uh, Podbean's an excellent one since they serve us. Mm -hmm. Click our patron button on PGTTCM.podbean.com or donate a few dollars to paypal.me slash PGTTCM. Greetings, listeners. It is we, D.B. Spitzer and Seraphie, here to talk to you once again about the Cthulhu mythos. It's books, it's monsters, it's unfortunate human casualties, it's timeline in general, and even it's tangential bits, like the dreamlands or things of a weird nature, or things that are Lovecraftian-leaning. From the creation of our galaxy to the death of our sun, this is an exploration of the Cthulhu mythos from the perspective of humanity's concept of history. Learn of terrible meetings in lonely places, of cyclopean ruins in which vast staircases lead down to abysses of nighted secrets, of complex angles that lead through invisible walls or other regions of space and time, and of hideous explorations in remote and forbidden places on other worlds and other space-time continua. Check out the show's merch table at pgttcm.threadless.com. You can find lots of cool shirts and mugs and stuff there, all original designs by D.B. Spitzer. (laughs) Or check out the store link on pgttcm.com. Remember to check out the books we review on amazon.com. Why not use our Amazon link and look for the Strange Behaviors Anthology by Nihilism Revised and look for the Micro Story by D.B. Spitzer. Hey, and also... Look out for Weird Book Annual 2. It's going to be about the Cthulhu Mythos, and yours mm. truly, D.B. Spitzer, is going to have a story in it. Ooh, exciting! Yeah! Also, you can buy other stuff on an Amazon link. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, we, whatever you want. Yeah, if you get something on the Amazon link, go to pgttcm.com or pgttcm.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. Click on the Amazon link that is Strange Behaviors by mm-hmm. Nihilism Revised, and uh, save some money. And, uh, why not, uh... It tosses us a few cents, which yeah. is nice for getting new microphones. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs>
The People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos starts now. Hey, DB. Hey, how's it going, Sarah? I'm doing okay. Yeah. It's Life's a life thing. Life is a life thing. It does the thing every day. Yes. So here we are. Mm-hmm. This is the final episode we're recording for season seven. Ooh, the final one. I mean, oh. we're going to have some more story episodes, right? But oh, this is yeah, the yeah. Last no, one. no. This is the last of these. Uh, let's see. Coming up mm-hmm. and possibly maybe... I don't know, during this episode being out, we will have some Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath. We just finished up Case of Charles Dexter Ward on the readings. So fun. I know, I know. What's really exciting to me is that next season, we're going to start all the way at the beginning again, which will be amazing. Sort of getting an overview of everything. Yes. Yes. Oh, gosh, it's going to be exciting. I know, I know. I'm oh. super excited about it. Hey, do you know something else I'm really super excited about? Hmm, what? Ribs made in an Instant Pot. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. We did some Dr. Pepper ribs in okay. an Instant Pot last All night. All right. Can we just talk about the Instant Pot in general, or do you want to skip it? <sighs> we can talk about the Instant Pot in general. Okay, I just want to talk about those ribs. No, the ribs were amazing. They were amazing, and they only took, what, like an hour uh okay prep time removing the silver skin seriously mm-hmm. for good ribs get rid of that silver oh, skin yeah. just and don't yeah. even think that you can like melt it off because yeah. it is not gonna melt no no that's connective tissue yeah and the thing is is like it doesn't matter if you do it dry mm-hmm. if you, you do a dry method if you do a uh, moist method mm-hmm. or if you just boil the damn things if you don't get rid of that silver skin it's gonna taste horrible yeah it's, it's gonna be it's chewy too it's tough be awful so what's really great is you took off the silver skin and then we did a dry rub and we put them in an instant pot and it was only 30 minutes of pressure cooking. Uh-huh. Did take some time for it to warm up and then, you know, we let it release the pressure naturally for 10 minutes. And then we um, broiled them in the oven for what, like 10 minutes again? It was about five minutes. Five, five minutes. minutes. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a gas broiler. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Man, we should do a food podcast. We should do a food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Since it's something we do anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, today we're talking about the Call of Cthulhu. Yes, yes. And uh, I just have to point out, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that our podcast has anything to do with an ARG that's out there. <laughs> but with all the misnumbering and all the mm-hmm. other weird stuff and think there's things in here that. that oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking about. Never mind. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking Mr. about... Mr. Mysterious. Nothing. Nothing. I'm not talking about <laughs> anything. Are we talking about the secret cult? Uh, we are not talking about any secret cults. Uh-huh. We will be talking about Cultist Simulator later, though. Oh, we yeah, that's great, because yeah. apparently you've had a lot of fun with that. Yes, I have. But I'm talking about the secret cult that's in The Call of Cthulhu. <gasps> the secret cult that's in The Call of Cthulhu. I have no idea what you're talking The one that will never about. be talked about. The most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability for the human mind to correlate its contents. We live in a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity, and it was not meant that we should voyage far. The sciences, each straining in its own direction, have hitherto harmed us little. But someday the piecing together of disassociated knowledge will open up such terrifying vistas of reality and our frightful position therein 
that we shall either go mad from the revelation or flee from the deadly light into the peace and safety of a new dark age. In H.P. Lovecraft's The Call of Cthulhu, Francis Wayland Thurston recounts his discovery of notes left behind by his granduncle, Brown University linguistic professor, George Gamal Angel. Angel? Angel. Angel. After his death in the winter of 1926-27, among the notes is a small bas-relief sculpture, bas-relief sculpture, of a scaly creature which yields simultaneous pictures of an octopus, a dragon, and a human caricature. The sculptor, a Rhode Island arts student named Henry Anthony Wilcox, based the work on delirious dreams of great cyclopean cities of titan blocks and sky-flung monoliths. Frequent references to Cthulhu and Raleigh are found in Wilcox's papers. Angel also discovers reports of mass hysteria around the world. More notes discuss a 1908 meeting of an archaeological society in which New Orleans police of- official John Raymond Legrassi asks attendees to identify a statue of ident- unidentifiable greenish-black stone resembling Wilcox's sculpture. It is then revealed that the previous year, Lagrassi and a party of policemen found several women and children being used in a ritual by an all-male cult. After killing five of the cultists and arresting 47 others, Lagrassi learns that, the wor- that they worship the Great Old Ones, and await the return of a monstrous being called Cthulhu. The prisoners identify the statue as Great Cthulhu. One of the academics present present at the meeting, Princeton professor William Channing Webb, describes a group of a group of Eskimo with similar beliefs and fetishes. The thing cannot be described. There is no language for such abysms of shrieking and immortal lunacy, such eldritch contradictions of all matter, force, and cosmic order, a mountain walked or stumbled. If I say that my somewhat extravagant imagination yielded simultaneous pictures of an octopus, a dragon, and a human character, I shall not be unfaithful to the spirit of the thing. A pulpy, tentacled head, surrounded by a grotesque and scaly body with rudimentary wings. But it was the general outline of the whole which made it most shockingly frightful. Thurston discovers a 1925 article from an Australian newspaper which reports the discovery of a derelict ship, the Alert, of which second mate Gustav Johansson is the sole survivor. Johansson reports that the Emma was attacked by a heavily armed yacht named the Alert. The crewmen of the Emma killed those aboard the Alert, but lost their own ship in the battle, commandeered the Alert, and and discovered an uncharted island in the vicinity of coordinates of 47 degrees 9 minutes south and 126 degrees 43 minutes west. With the exception of Johansson and another man, the remaining crew died on the island. Johansson does not reveal the manner of their death. Brighton pushed at the stone in several places without result. Then Donovan felt over it, delicately around the edge, pressing each point separately as he went. He climbed interminably along the grotesque stone molding. That is, one could call it climbing, if the thing was not, after all, horizontal. And the men wondered how any door in the universe could be so vast. Then, very softly and slowly, 
the acre great panel began to give inward at the top, and they saw that it was balanced. Donovan slid or somehow propelled himself down along the jam and rejoined his fellows, and everyone watched the queer recession of the monstrously carven portal. In this fantasy of prismatic distortion, it moved animalously in a diagonal way, so that all the rules of matter and perspective seem upset. Upon traveling to Australia, Thurston views a statue retrieved from the alert, which is identical to the previous two. In Norway, he learns that Johansson died suddenly after an encounter with two Leskar sailors. Johansson's widow provides Thurston with her late husband's manuscript, wherein the uncharted island is described as being home to a nightmare corpse city called Riley. Johansson's crew struggled to comprehend the non-Euclidean geometry of the city and accidentally released Cthulhu, resulting in their deaths. Johansson and one crewmate fled aboard the Alert and were pursued by Cthulhu. Johansson rammed the yacht into the creature's head, only for its injury to regenerate. The Alert escaped, but Johansson's crewmate died. After finishing the manuscript, Thurston realized he was now a target of Cthulhu worshippers. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So that is like the first kind of Lovecraftian story that really deals with a cult on Mm -hmm. like a global level. Yeah. Not just a couple of people lurking around the woods in Vermont uh, talking to Migo or some guy who's... uh you know, offering his daughter up to elder gods. Right, or, or the people that are infected by the, what's the creature, Glacky? Glacky. Yeah, by his, you know, spines uh, in a lock around. Well, that's Ramsey Campbell, and well, that's a couple years later, but I... yeah, no, no. But this is the first instance of, like, a global conspiracy mm-hmm. in the Cthulhu mythos mm-hmm. that I, 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 you know. Well, I mean. of For humans. What was interesting to me when I was listening to this book is that, of course, like uncounted million years ago is when um, Cthulhu's, the stars became unright. And so the, the Cthulhu spawn all, quote, died but didn't die. They could not live, but they didn't really die, basically. But but like that was way before humans were alive. Yeah, um, there were uh, pre-human sorcerers and necromancers who recorded this stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's interesting... Come on, you never read The Parchments of Pnom? <laughs> it's, on my, it's on my reading list. Okay, but, okay. Um, what, what's interesting to me is the idea that um, maybe... Okay, so in the mythos, yes. the elder things release these sort of... We're, we're the byproducts of their servants, yeah, right? Yeah, So it's possible that the Cthulhu spawn um, maybe influenced our minds... to get more intelligent so that we could release them eventually and and perpetuate this cult. Yeah, no, I mean, as as the story pretty much puts out, like everything that we think of as like religion and art and cool stuff like that is somehow somehow linked to Mm -hmm. Cthulhu's dream sendings. Mm. So... That doesn't feel right to me as an artist. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Because, you know... um, 
I was gonna say because I never draw tentacle things or Cthulhu, and I was like, uh, you know, I you know I'm, what? What I, really? You never has anybody seen the like symbol for this podcast? Shush. What I was gonna try and say is mm-hmm. I've never been influenced by my dreams in a way, but I mean, mm. you know, Cthulhu's not real. So. Well, yeah, right. So I mean. You should whisper that on this podcast. Are you kidding? <laughs> Do you know how many hate letters I would get if I was like, "Cthulhu's <laughs> not real." <laughs> I hope you would get any because then somebody's listening. Yeah. <laughs> I know people are listening. We get donations and we get cool stuff and we Yay! get letters and yes, yeah. we do. We do. So, you know, the only thing I'm missing right comments. now is cool artwork from fans. I would always oh love cool gosh, artwork. Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. Yeah. Poems. Ooh. And just to let people know, now that we've got our numbers up, we're going to try and do the People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. Mm -hmm. I initially intended it when it's like people send in stuff. Mm -hmm. So starting sometime in September, we're going to be back on. We're going to be starting season eight. And we're going to be talking about the first couple of episodes are going to be about Azathoth, the Yakubians, the starting of our uh, universe as we know it, Woohoo. and the very beginning of the Cthulhu mythos. Oh, that sounds exciting. Before there was a Cthulhu. <gasps> because, of course, Cthulhu is the creature that came to work Earth after the Elder Things. Like, that was what I learned by reading the Mountains of Madness, by the way. Uh, uh, you know, and, and you can know about Cthulhu's lineage and mm-hmm. who he's related to mm-hmm. if you read the parchments of Phnom. Oh, I guess that's on my reading list exactly. for reals. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Clark Ashton Smith story. It's something that Clark Ashton Smith wrote for H.P. Lovecraft, kind of like, hey, look, we're we're related to the creatures we created. We, we talked about the Cthulhu mythos. Mm-hmm. We begged people to send us poems, stories, <laughs> short stories, mm-hmm. read stories that they want to read, anything like stuff. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what else do you, can you think of anything else we need to talk about? Mm. I mean, what are the other stories you're planning on releasing for the rest of this season? The rest of this season? Mm-hmm. Yes. The Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath is it. Awesome. Yeah. We're doing that in sections? We're doing that in two sections. Oh, good. Yeah, they're going to be kind of long, but mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's, it's, it's a fun story. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds good. The wood grows around the walls of the Manus. As any student of the history knows, the Manus has no walls. Find indomitable rites in dreams. Craft tools and summon spirits. Indoctrinate innocents. Choose between sane and insane victory conditions. You might be destroyed by inner demons or torn apart by the red powers of the night or become the herald of a new age. Your heirs and students and victims may succeed where you failed. There is never only one history. Cultist Simulator combines Alexis, unusual pungent prose with crunchy crafting mechanics and very parallel victory conditions. It's possible, though, very difficult to find success in careers or romance. You can always turn back from the brink and try to make a life, but why would you do that? Punctuality is the shadow of the gods. Immortals are always late. Cultist Simulator was nearly 300% funded in 2017 on Kickstarter. Each hour has its color. 
Each flame has its fume. Dream furiously. Cultist Simulator is an award-winning game of apocalypse and yearning from Alexis Kennedy, creator of Fallen London and Sunless Sea. Play as a seeker after unholy mysteries in the 1920s and find hidden gods and secret histories. Perhaps you're looking for knowledge or power or beauty or revenge. Perhaps you just want the colors beneath the skin of the world. Yeah, Cultist Simulator, it's available on Windows, Mac, Linux, Steam, Humble, GOG, any of that kind of stuff. And it's going to set you back about 20 clams, that's dollars or euros. So yeah, it's been out since May 2018. I've been playing it since probably about, oh gee, read more. I want to um, say probably about since late July? Late July, yeah, no, I played a whole bunch in August, a uh, whole bunch in late July. Um, it is a lot like a card game or a board game, and all the cards, uh, you have cards that you build a basic deck that tell the story of who your person is, who you know, who's after you, what assets you have in the way of like books that can do things, um, places that you can explore, people that you can send out to explore and find things in ruins and stuff like that. It's, it's really cool. It's really cool. You can have different types of careers and you can do all kinds of stuff. You, um, yeah, I've played it multiple times and you can generally start out as a cultist, but you can also start out um, after the first time you die. You are then given a choice of a new character, and you can play as a cultist. And I can... I, I've, I've played as a police officer, very short game, and I played as a bright young thing, was the name of the uh, character class, and I've also played as a professor type. Anyway, it's a fun game. Uh, if you like this type of game um, I, I, I would I would say it's something akin to um, man I don't play card games because I generally don't have the uh, attention span but this game it does all the counting for you like how long a card will last how many turns and stuff like that it does that all that stuff for you so it's kind of in some ways kind of on the rails for like rules and stuff like that you don't have to like no, have read a rule book or anything to play this game it takes care of it for you i highly recommend it and it is by weather factory and yeah again the name of the game is cultist simulator all right back to the show i think this is the end i think this might be the end for now yeah this is the end of season seven officially Woo-hoo! although this is the second to last episode chronologic or numerically but yeah. chronologically this is the last episode right. of season seven season eight is going to be awesome yeah it is it's gonna be amazing and i really look forward to all the cool stuff that people let us know about yeah. if you want to tell us about your book that you're working on mm-hmm. if you want to have us check out some artwork a video game that you think is Cthulhu with a mythos cool, mm-hmm. but you had nothing to do with, but you just are like, check out this game. Or even if you did have something to do with it and you want us to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We will. We will. We're interested in stuff about the Cthulhu mythos yes, we and are. weird fiction. We love weird mm-hmm. fiction. 
So, um, as I said earlier, or as we spoke about earlier in the podcast, Weird Book is going to be having an annual coming out, I think, in September or October. I think around Halloween, which is in October, not September. And I am going to be in it. And it's going to be about the Cthulhu Mythos. And there's going to be a lot of cool people that you know, that you've heard about, that, that so you've cool. read. And I'm going to be with them. Yay! Just some guy who happened to make a podcast about Yay, the Cthulhu DB. Mythos. And, you know, just happened to have some poetry about oh, the mm-hmm. great old ones and whatnot. That's what you get for being creative. I guess so. <laughs> Thanks, Cthulhu. Thanks for helping us be creative. Right. Yeah. You know what? Before we leave, let's talk about that some more. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about a world-spanning cult dedicated Uh, to a dark god? uh, I'm not into that idea. Like, for me personally, the idea that there's uh, any organization behind the bad things that happen in life is pretty awful. What about... I'm well, okay. Oh. Here's the deal. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that there's any organization behind the bad things. I don't think there's any organization behind the good things that happen in life. I think they just happen. I it, and I, I think, think it's the will of people that make bad things happen. Yeah, and good things too. Your own yeah. personal will, you know. And the thing is, is like, mm, like I just don't like the idea that it's like the cult is dedicated to a dark god and that the god is influencing us all the time it just doesn't make any sense to me no no that's i mean to me it feels like to break it down to break it down to like base 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 mm-hmm. it's like tripping over a door jam and damning the devil for making you do it <laughs> right well or or for instance like you know losing your temper and doing something you regret later and then saying like oh, god darn it why did I why did I listen to the demon on my shoulder? You know, it's like you didn't make a decision, you lost your temper, you lost control. You made some decisions that led to that and you need to think about the series of events that took you to that spot, not not just, you know, like blaming it on somebody else and saying like, you know, why why they why they make me do it. <laughs> People's guide to the Cthulhu mythos. Uh, brought to you by BunnySlippers.com and FoundItemClothing.com. Yeah. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And Stitcher and, and Podbean else. and wherever else you get your podcasts. Woohoo! Remember to stay squiggly. And keep it weird. Have the re- uh, great rest of your summer, everyone. Yes. And those of you who don't get to enjoy summer, well... And Neither good, did we. And a, <laughs> and a good start to your school year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and hey, hey, if you're a student, remember, you can pretty much just crib some of this stuff and use it as like a book report. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. Thank you for listening to the People's, uh, People's guide, guide to the Cthulhu, Cthulhu Mythos. Mythos. This Yay. is the end of season seven. Thank you all so much <laughs> for being such great listeners. Oh, it's been so nice seeing our uh, how much people are subscribing to us and how many downloads we're getting we love you all and hope that uh we just get more and more yeah it's really yeah. nice it's wonderful can, you can do it without you ah, that's we're amazing growing. we are growing yeah. this is wonderful and it's thanks to you and yes. you telling us about people yes or telling and people, telling about, people us. about us and spreading the word and yeah, yeah it's wonderful if Thank you want you. stickers to stick up around your town just send a self-addressed stamped envelope to well, message DB Spitzer and he'll send you uh, <laughs> uh, an address because I don't want to just like throw my my address out there. And right. for some reason, I just haven't gotten around to getting a P.O. box yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, more donations and we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, if we get enough donations, we'll get a P.O. box so that we can start shipping stickers out to people. <laughs> and also remember, you can go to pgttcm.com and get t-shirts. We've got cool t-shirts and mugs and stickers and cool stuff like that that you can order online from threadless.com. People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos is part of the Dark Myths Collective. You can check them out at darkmyths.org. All kinds of crazy, cool podcasts that you'll love. Have an awesome weekend. Have a great day. Looking good. You're the most handsome person on this bus. The person in the other cubicle isn't as good as you are. I love you.